I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. Hi guys, welcome to Every Comedy in 2007. Welcome! Hey! <laughs> grab a seat, welcome. guys! Grab I've a missed seat. you! Pull up a chair next to the fire while we make s'mores. Oh yeah, wait, we'll shit! Wait. No, no, we can't make s'mores because somebody took away all the s'mores! We oh. just have fruit. Well, there, what's in my backpack then? Fruit. Just fruit. <laughs> it's fruit! Now we gotta roast fruit over the fire. If you guys couldn't tell, we watched a great movie. We're so happy to talk about it. We're so Wasn't bad excited. at all. <laughs> and it was called uh, Daddy Day Camp. It it was, and it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. How it wasn't. I- it wasn't like. It wasn't such a nightmare, like epic movie. But it sure, uh, really, really was awful. <laughs> It had a lot of, like, the signature aspects of what just makes a bad movie. You have actors that are clearly phoning it in. You have writing and, like, a script that is plain as can be with cheap poop and fart jokes littered between. A oh annoyingly aggressive and stupid, like, antagonist. And... What else has that dude been in? A lot of he kids. Is- so many kids too many kids too many kids oh this is what i'm not okay so oh yeah let's dive into it daddy day camp is the sequel to daddy day care oh yeah starring jeff garland and eddie murphy and another guy whose name escapes me and like Lacey chabert is in it and like angelica houston and like a bunch of people are in this are in that movie uh and then it did like relatively well and they were like let's make a sequel and eddie murphy's like i don't want to be in it and everybody else is like well if eddie murphy's not in it then i don't want to be in it and then they were like well fuck you we're gonna make the movie anyway and then just like casted all new actors for the same roles and it's like the movie opens and it's like they want you to know that all of these actors are different because it's like they have like an establishing shot of Cuba Gooding Jr., who is now playing the role of Charlie that was once played by Eddie Murphy. And they're like, here he is, Cuba Gooding Jr. And then they like cut to this other guy who plays Jeff Garland's old character. They're like, here he Phil. is, not Jeff Garland, Phil. Yeah, that's his name. And then they're like, the wife character comes in and they're like, here she is, the wife who's not pa- pa- played excuse me, played by, like, Taraji P. Henson anymore. Like, they make it a point to make sure that you know that everybody is wrong. You already, like, from this, just the first couple of seconds and knowing this information prior, you guys know this movie is not going to 
be up to par with even the first one, which was just okay to begin with. The first one was fine. I feel like I really I liked it when I was a kid. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, when I uh, earlier when I was uh, when the movie had ended, uh, it got, went back to the home screen of the the movie on Amazon Prime, and it said "Daddy Day Camp." And my roommate, as she was leaving, she's like, "Oh, I used to love this movie." And I'm no. like, oh, "Daddy Daycare." She's like, "No, Daddy Day Camp." I'm like, "You knew this movie existed?" Oh no! She's like, no, "I mean, no, yeah, no. we were twelve when it came out." She's like, "But I really liked it." She's like, "But I also really liked Daddy Daycare." Let us let us God. spin you a tale on why. We do not like this movie. This because uh, it's a disaster. It's not even a disaster. It's just a. Car. It's just literally daddy daycare, but in the woods. It's daddy daycare in the woods, but the jokes yeah, all really fell flat, and the the script was as flimsy as one ply toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, that's a fucking burn, dude. Oh yeah. Let him know. The script. Here's the script, right? You. Close your eyes. If you're driving, keep one open, I guess. And just think to My yourself. Eyes are closed. All right. The title of the movie is Daddy Day Camp. What's the movie mm-hmm. about? Congrats, you figured it out. Yeah. There's no spin on it. There's no twists and turns. It's a movie about got uh two daddies running a day camp and it's the classic plot that is just reused time and time again of they own or work at this camp, which is nostalgic, but really crappy and run down now. And then there's another camp, the rival camp, that is beautiful and rich and pristine. And the owner of that camp is just a arrogant, antagonistic it's, asshole. It's called Camp Canola. The rival is called Camp Canola, like the oil. Why did they call it that? Well, the main protagonist camp is Camp Driftwood, which is I, also not I, an appealing name. Not an appealing name, but I kind of get it. It's like that trope of like, it's a camp, but it's called like, I don't know, like Camp Rotten Bark or whatever. Yeah, something. <laughs> like something stupid. But it's it like Driftwood is still nature related, but like canola is just an oil. <laughs> and <laughs> Why so, do you call it Camp Canola? Keep with your one eye, two eyes closed. You guys can already continue getting this plot hammered down. Mm. We know Camp Driftwood, they need kids. They need money to fix it up. They want it to be good and stable. And you know that the two camps have this ongoing rivalry and that they're going to end it in some big competition, right? Of course. And then Camp Driftwood perseveres. They win because the asshole rich camp had to cheat because, you know, that's the moral story. Stay true with your, your group and don't cheat. And everything works out in the end. It, like, th- it, that's it. It's that's really it. nothing special. That story has been used so many times in Every so many different media properties. You know, you're so right, because I didn't even think about the competition thing. But, like, every camp movie really does have a competition, like, climax. And Yeah, yeah. Why don't, is that? Don't that's get me so wrong. weird. I, I, for one, love the, like... Is it called a a subgenre, I guess, of just, like, camp movies? Movies pertaining to and, like, being around camp, yeah? Yeah, I I love those movies. Because as a kid, I never went to camp. Me neither. I I always loved watching those movies and 
being able to feel like I was a part of it, but it's just yeah. time and after again, all the movies are just the same. They're all yeah. they, they different, you know, tones or characters or subplots, but the skeleton is just so beat up yeah. and used. I went to day camp. You did? When I was I did. I did a day my town had a uh, summer day camp. Ah. But it was not fun. It's not it wasn't as fun as like movies make camp look like. Like it wasn't yeah. like in the middle of the woods. It was at it was in a park um by my house and the park it, it had some cool aspects like it had a big like um pond and like there was a lot of fields and um, there was like a soccer field or whatever. And there was also now like a couple like when I was in high school, they actually built a petting zoo in that area mm-hmm. that like the campers will go to. Um, but it, I think you had to pay extra for it. But regardless, like it was still a farm. So like you could go up and like go and see the chickens and the bunnies and the ducks. And like it was very basic functional. But like. Really, we all just stood in like a little picnic area and just kind of like hung around for a couple hours while our parents got shit done. But that being said, it used to be a tradition for all of the. So everybody was separated into like grades. So like it was like, all right, so it's the summer. It's like, okay, if you're going into second grade, if you're going into third grade, those were your groups. Um, And it was like a big tradition that like the younger grades would each have their own forts um and like kids would bring like old blankets or like things that they found in the woods and they'd be like this is our quote-unquote fort um and then my friends and i accidentally got forts banned um because (laughs) we started a fort war by accident it's called Fortnite now it was called Fortnite now yeah. yeah um my brother, my little brother and his friends, when they were in, like, second grade, they had their second graders fort. And then all the girls in, like, my grade, let's see, what grade would that be in? Fifth grade? Um, we had our fort. And then the girls, I forget who they were, but they were like, we don't want to do forts anymore. Like, I mean, they didn't say fuck the fort, but they were essentially saying fuck the fort. They're like, we don't want to play fort anymore. And we're like, oh, okay. So then I like told my brother and his friends, I'm like, you can have our fort stuff because they don't want to play forts anymore. So they took the fort stuff and then the girls got mad and then they like started a fort war and started like harassing the kids and then everybody was stealing fort stuff and then they decided to get very violent and then the older kids were throwing um, broken bottles and cans at the younger oh, kids Jesus. and my brother his cheek got cut open uh and then forts were oh no longer God. allowed oh no that really was a war that was my fault <laughs> that story way more entertaining than what we watched thank you of course thank you this movie sucked you know what the competition thing like that makes sense because the whole time i was like this really reminds me of cheaper by the dozen too Here's the thing. Here's the, okay. Ready? The 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 camp competition rivalry. That whole skeleton plot. It's fine. That's like that's plain pasta. What yeah. you need is you need some sauce. You need to get the some south. sauce in there to dress mm-hmm. on top to get inside of the noodles to make it 
something different, something mm, spicy, delicioso. <laughs> yeah, this had this was plain <laughs> pasta. This was like maybe salted, if anything. And the worst part is that it was literally just daddy daycare, but in the woods. Yeah, like, they didn't even. Okay, so uh, so. Charlie and Phil, Cuba Gooding Jr. and this other guy who I don't know the actor's name, they're like, they run the daycare, which, by the way, the wife, they're like in his house. And the wife is like, we spent all this money converting our house to be a daycare to fit enough kids. But at the end of Daddy Daycare or Daddy Daycare 1, they didn't. They took all the kids out of the house because the house wasn't big enough. And then they rented out like an old comic book store. And that was where they moved it. So I don't know what they were talking about when they were like. Rewrite. Yeah. Yeah. They rewrote it and whatever. But regardless, these people, these two men have to have gotten better with kids within the past (laughs) couple of years. It has been canonically four years. It's been canonically, canonically and real life. Oh, four years. Actually, yeah, no, true. sorry. No. They, uh, yeah, it has been canonically and in real life, 2003 to 2007. It's been four go. years. So they have to, and then they, it's not like they were terrible with kids in daddy daycare. They just kind of were like, you know, two dads that kind of just knew how to be fun and didn't know how to like actually take care of kids. And then at the end of the movie, they learn how to take care of kids and they have a successful daycare. So why, when you put all the kids in the woods, are they suddenly like, I have never spoken to a child once in my life. Uh, and and they're just all bumbling idiot adults. They're like, they're like, Oh, how do I, all these kids, they're all screaming and none of them want to, want to have teamwork. And I'm like, yeah, you've been running a daycare for four years. You didn't notice? I got to say the actor that played Phil, who is like the second dad, the side character dad. Yes. He, Jeff Garland. His dad. performance. He wrote that in like, not only was he oh, not given yeah. a lot of lines or screen time, right? It, it was Far yeah, and few he between. That shit in. But when he was on screen, he it just seemed like he didn't give a shit. Like he yeah. was just. Yeah, I, I, there's no other way to explain it, really. It yeah, was just no, a cash was, grab, probably. Honest, that was probably what it was for all of them. You know the per the girl who plays the new wife of Cuba Gooding Jr. Mm-hmm. and Cuba Gooding Jr. are in another 2007 comedy. I saw that we are not we haven't got yet. He's in Norbit when I was looking at his IMDb. I do not remember him in Norbit. When you texted me that I was like, "What?" Yeah, is there another one you're talking about? I was talking about some uh, romantic comedy called like the the meaning of love or something like that. Really? I don't know. It's a yeah. Oh. So I don't I think this wow, was the Cuba first Cuba Gooding Jr was working. I think this is the first Cuba Gooding Jr movie I've seen. In your life? I think so. CJ, you've never seen Snow Dogs? No. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. CJ, you've never seen Snow Dogs? I was looking at Phil, the other guy's IMDb, and he was in, uh, like, Air Bud and all those Air Bud films, and he was also in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've seen all those, oh. but I haven't seen anything from Cuba no. Gooding Jr., Bro, Snow Dogs, stop the podcast. We're watching Snow Dogs. Oh! Snow Dogs is like, what? L- let me let me stop recording. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, stop recording. Yeah. And then we'll be back in a couple hours. Guys, this isn't for um, you. Stop listening. Snow- yeah, this isn't for you. This is now for us. <laughs> Snow Dogs is like the is the main movie that I know Cuba Gooding Jr. for. It's a like a early 2000s Disney movie about <laughs> this guy who it, Cuba Gooding Jr. who like lives in Miami and he's a dentist and he's and everybody loves him and he's Already like I love being a dentist and I'm really hot and I'm rich and then they're like you have to go to Alaska um I forget why like one of his family members passed away oh oh like his grandpa or his father or something and he finds out that he's like adopted and he's half white and he's like what i'm half white and alaskan and his like adopted mother is like that must have been why you always had something for that michael bolton and every time i hear (laughs) michael bolton i think about snow dogs and michael bolton made a cameo in the movie there you Um, go and so he goes to Alaska and he falls in love with this beautiful Alaskan woman. And then he's like, I'm going to be in a snow dog competition. And the the details are fuzzy. At one point, he hallucinates that the snow dogs are talking to him. And then Michael Bolton's talking to him. That's beside the point. Snow dogs is, is a stupid movie and you got to watch it. Yeah. Should we should we resume the podcast? Turn it back on? Yeah. Turn it back on. All right, hey, guys, go. we just watched snow dogs. <laughs> This is now a snow dog snow dog podcast. This is now a snow dog podcast. My We're favorite only talking about snow dogs. My favorite snow dog is 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 the one that threw up sixteen times during the movie because oh I mean God. it doesn't get old, right? Throwing up, having you know characters throw up in movies because that's their essential character like CJ, development. This movie was so fucking gross, like not gross. Not gross like Chuck and Larry gross where we're like, this is such a a gross demonstration of bigotry. It was gross in that it was so fucking dis- nasty and disgusting and dirty. And like, they're making poop jokes. They're making vomiting jokes. They're making fart jokes. It's just like nonstop gross out humor. And I don't care for gross out humor to begin with. I don't. There is a rare day when I find, like, a fart joke or a burp joke funny. So this entire 75% of the movie, I was like, I, I wish to vomit. And, and I'll say this. Like, I, I'm, I'm a kind of guy. Give, give me the right fart joke, right? Give me the right poopy joke. I'll laugh, right? Yeah. Give me the right poopy and I'll laugh. But I agree with you. What they gave us in this movie was just cringe. Foul. The whole Foul. The, the the scene so folks they <laughs> buy shitty day camp, right? And of course shitty day camp has really shitty restroom and it needs like whole new sewer tank, plumbing, toilet, the works. They don't have the money for that and so they're just trying to clean it cuz that's going to fix all their problems with their methane. Yes. And they're they methane. have a shot they have a shot of them opening the stall door and looking into the toilet, and it is rancid. It is. It's gross. It's it, so gross. It like, it made my toes curl. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was. It makes then, you readjust then, in your seat. Mm-mm. Oh, and then they're like, 
it's going to cost you $14,000 to um $14,000 to get it fixed because there's a severe methane problem and then they keep they're like oh well we'll give the kids safety goggles first of all gross but also they keep showing them and they're like they're wearing goggles the one guy is wearing like a uh um scuba mask scuba mask it and then and then the, the guy lights a match for whatever reason why did he light a match? Because the electricity he... went out, and so he needed to see oh, to read his magazine or wipe and he needed or whatever. To see to, to to whatever, and so he lit a match, and then it caused the entire restroom to explode, which they did not resolve. Um, so where did the kids go to the bathroom? The great outdoors. I guess so. I they guess already have enough the vomit and skunk juice. This in the, great the one. So this one kid's only trait was that he got sick very easily oh okay alask i'm gonna i'm gonna cut you off and ready because i i this is your test you're being tested now oh god because we're we're delving into the children alexa oh no can you tell me any of their names one was named becca are you sure and Yes, it was the blonde one. The blonde's one. The blonde's name was Becca, and I only know that because I'm pretty sure she's a carryover character from the first movie. Okay. Because I remember there being a blonde girl named Becca. I couldn't remember she, any of the children's names. And there was another one. The girl, the hot girl's name was Juliet. Because I was like, oh, that's a pretty name. The nerdy kid's name is Robert. You're doing and I rem- so much better than I thought. And I remember that only because we I watched the trailer and the name, they like <laughs> were introducing the kids and they'd be like, Becca. And there was like a title <laughs> card with her name. And they were like, Robert. And there was a title card with his name. Um, so I remember that. And then the vomiting kid had like a stupid last name. I like, like Mug Thumper or something. <laughs> and that was that. And then Eddie um, Murphy's son's name is Ben. Fuck. And I think that's all I can give you, bud. I can I can give you one more. Oh, and there's mullet. mullet. And there's mullet. Yeah, mullet was the only one I had. And then <laughs> there's the mu- big he's my bully favorite kid. Favorite character. The bully kid that was like, oh, wanna go to day camp i want to stay home and watch nudie movies and i'm like why are you telling your father this but okay was he a carryover child congratulations you passed with flying stars flying colors thank you so much thank you can we talk about the trailer Sure. First of all, the trailer almost made me burn my sauce to my dinner. I was watching this trailer and I was like, oh, fuck my sauce. Luckily, <laughs> my it didn't sauce. It completely. My sauce. And I text CJ in all caps. I almost burnt my sauce because I was watching the trailer. And he just texts me back. I, too, watched the trailer. Like, CJ, the trailer wasn't the problem. It was my burnt <laughs> sauce. <laughs> but thank you for trying to relate (laughs) i found i mean i was trying but what i took away from the trailer (laughs) 
Because I don't. Okay. Listen, if I'm not getting any of that sauce, I don't care about it. The trailer, like you said before. I'm going to get the giggles. <laughs> mentioned the kids' yeah. names. The, the main cast of children, there was seven. And they went ahead and named four of them. And just refused to acknowledge the existence of the other three kids' names. There were shots of all of them. But they were like, this movie has these four children. And that's it. And that's it. That's (laughs) all you need. Why would you have... Like, they they gave individual, like, name cards and, like, lines of dialogue that they say in the movie. And the narrator said, like, what kind of kid they were for four of the children. And then didn't do any of the other ones. Even, like, yeah. the, the dad's children's didn't get a name card. Yeah, yeah. What would, I totally forgot midway through the movie that Phil had a child as well. And halfway, because they, like, were so focused on the other kids and on Ben that, like, midway through I was, like, and because I was watching the scene where Phil is talking to the bully kid and the bully kid is, like, I don't, like, Because they're going to have, like, a sleepover or whatever. And he's like, I can't have a sleepover. I can't go to them because I wet the bed sometimes. And he's like, oh, um, he's like, let me, uh, let me help you. You can always, I wrote it down. Because I was like, what kind of fucking line is that? Hold on. Oh, 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 you can always trust a fat guy to not tell a secret. Yeah, he's like, you can always trust a fat guy to not tell a secret. And I'm like, Why? Who says that? I don't know. I don't know if that's true. He's having this fatherly moment. I don't think it is. Uh, He's having this fatherly moment with this kid. And then I'm like, where the fuck is this guy's son? I forgot he was there. Which one was he? I don't even remember. He was the stink kid. The kid that couldn't smell the other ginger. So he brought in the skunk on the bus. He brought a skunk on the bus. Yeah. Yes. The, the, yes I mean, they're very, they're all super me. memorable characters. Totally not boiled down to I just what God. aspects they're able to do in the final 15 minute competition section. Oh, the kid that can't yes. smell, have him do something that benefits that ability. Oh, the kid that can climb. Gonna... Yeah, we're just going to make him climb. The kid that can, that, well, okay. that kid will make him eat a bowl of marshmallows, dude. Okay. That's great. Put that down. Write that in the I... paper. I have to, I know we're jumping around, but I have to talk about this fucking competition. No, yeah. This is, the competition is the... the only part that's really, like, worth any substance. Yeah. The only, so Camp Canola, the rival camp, they used to do this competition called the Olympiad, and then uh, this the guy who runs Camp Canola uh, was the one who won, who competed against um, Cuba Gooding Jr. when he was a child, and he won. And Cuba Gooding Jr. was like, "Man, fuck that guy!" Um, and so they're, I guess, recreating their glory, or he is anyway. Um, and he's like cheating and he's like having his little minion kid who's the only character I genuinely liked in the movie. He was the only um, one that had lines that I kind of giggled at. I, my favorite, the only line that I actually laughed at was, um, he was like, I don't know why they were talking about m- months, but he was like, they're like, yeah, every month. And the kid's like, yeah, yeah. 
30 days, or in some cases, 31, <laughs> except for February, which stands alone. Now, see, the part I really liked is, so folks, at some point during the movie, they don't even agree to do the competition until halfway through the plot, halfway through yes. the movie. But before end, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. gets his colonel dad, retired colonel military marine dad, to come and help with the camp. And when the antagonist comes and sees this old man, he's making fun of him because he's old, saying like, oh, you should go back to bingo, old guy. And his little minion <laughs> kid goes like, I-17, B-4, like just chiming in after every line of dialogue. And as they're driving away, they're like shitty golf cart. He keep, you can still hear him go, O-47. <laughs> I, I like that. I like, him. he committed. I he just kept going. This kid was so committed. You know what he <laughs> reminded me of? He reminded me of the kid in Shark Boy and Lava Girl, like the, the, the bully kid that was like, have him sent to the principal's office immediately and have him expelled. Yeah. Like, yeah. this kid was having the time of his life um, and he was hamming it up. And you know what? I loved it and I respected it. He was the only uh, <laughs> good thing about this movie. Yes. Anyway, all this to say that um, in this competition, they're like, oh, well, so in the uh, Camp Canola keeps cheating. How dare they? But like the kids of Camp Driftwood were also fucking cheating. They they were just they yeah, they were winning, but they were not winning fairly it's like the they were doing tug of war and then the vomit kid threw up on the camp canola kids and they're like oh camp driftwood won and then they're like supposed to do boxing and they sent out the smelly kid and the smelly kid just raised his arms and camp the camp canola kid passed out and they're like oh he won like none of these comp like half of these things that they were winning at they weren't winning fairly they were just using their their faults to their advantage so i'm gonna one up you there because i took um i took i got angry at this <laughs> final chunk of the movie but for a slightly different reason right okay so they do a montage of a couple of the activities and we find out that camp canola is cheating the kids tell each other and tell the you know daddies this and so then Marine comes down, kneels, and says, well, the only way to fight a cheater is to get creative. And so that's why they start cheating as well with the throwing up in the skunk. So, But they, right, they, that's, they frame it like it's a good thing. Exactly. So, But at least they kind of – it's like fighting fire with fire, right? I, I, I can understand yeah. that. What really yeah. I don't get – is they so they start doing this? They kept their mouth shut about the cheating until the very last event. It's tied and it's all down to this like relay event that ends with a rock climbing yeah. portion. And Cuba Gooding Jr.'s kid, who's really good at climbing, climbs up and falls down. And we find out that his rocks were greased and it, it's exposed. One of the little girls says it, and. All of a sudden, at that point, finally, they're decided to, like, expose the cheaters. And, like, oh, he's cheating! Cheaters! Yeah. Boo! Boo! And, like, if you're going to do that, just do it in the fucking beginning. You didn't have to cheat, like, as well. Exactly! 
that that's the part that really I I took, and I'm like, come on, I don't. That doesn't. Why you gotta do that? That was stupid. It was all stupid. I didn't. And I, oh my god, and another gross part. So also, I have so much to unpack about the bully kid pissing his pants. So he's like, <laughs> oh yes, yes, oh no. So first of all, first of all, Phil is like. Oh, I used to wet the bed. I have, like, a a way. Like, I have a method. And the kid's like, really? And he's like, yeah, trust me. And they frame it as a way. Like, it's like this controversial thing. Like, I eat slugs every night. And I never peed my pants again. Or, like, even something, like, inspirational. Like, oh, I really just, I, I thought about something else. But the next day, the reveal of the method is just like, yeah, you just sleep with your day clothes on. Like, why was that a reveal? Why didn't you just say it? But then, so he's like, oh, I slept with my day clothes on and I didn't pee my pants. Great, whatever. But then, as the movie goes on, they find out that during some sort of water balloon toss competition, the evil sidekick kid is like shooting pebbles or whatever he's slingshotting things at the um water balloons so that they explode and then the kids lose so the bully kid is like oh i'm gonna get this guy he's like hand me a balloon and the kids are like it's an empty balloon though and he's like i know i've been needing to go all day and i'm like oh no 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 disgusting disgusting i'm like oh um no, thank you. And then he, uh, he like goes over to the minion kid, and he's like, "Hey, don't go picking on little kids." And then the next scene is this poor fucking minion kid running out, being like, "It's pee," and I'm like, "Ew, ew, ew." Very, very nasty. At least they had the decency to not color the water balloon like oh god, I fucking died. When it splashed, it was actually like clear. So thank God it was for that. Clear. And he wasn't. I, honestly, I'm surprised that this this movie didn't stoop so low as to fucking yeah use a yellow balloon. It's it, it's the same category movies that are just no thought was put into the plot. It was probably just a bunch of men sitting yep. down, maybe a weekend. I'll give them a long weekend. Let's say Labor Day re- weekend, <laughs> and they just were like, let's make this movie, and they did yep. it. And this is draft two, maybe. Yep. This is draft two. And they just continued on with it. That was it. That's this movie. This this movie's so stupid. It's written by the same guy that wrote Daddy Daycare. It's a shame that, like, so many kids' movies are just taking the piss, you know? Yeah, they just don't care. Well, and then there's there's kids movies that are fantastic. They're great. Yes, story wise, well, like character so, acting. And then there's others so, that just they they kind of use their audience just, to just yeah for their financial go through the motions. Yeah, yep. And it's funny because the one the one writer, the main writer of Daddy Day Care. Okay, like whatever. Who cares? He fucking he wrote RV and he also wrote uh, something else shitty. What else did he write? Oh, the Shaggy Dog remake. Uh, so like, okay, whatever. It's d- dumb movies. But the other guy who wrote so there's a three writers. 
The second guy I couldn't I couldn't find anything on. But the third guy is David N. Weiss, who is a screenwriter of m- children's films such as All Dogs Go to Heaven, the Rugrats movie, Jimmy Neutron, Rugrats Whoa. in Paris, Shrek 2, arguably the best Shrek movie. <gasps> and also, he did like he like created Rugrats and was like a partial uh producer and whatever. So this guy probably just worked on the one minion kid. And that was it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and it. And then do you know who directed? Do you know who directed this? It was thing? I I hold on, I can do it. Fred Savage. Yeah, it was, buddy. Now ask me who Fred Savage is. Who's Fred Savage? I have absolutely no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I just he was, knew the name. He was like a, a child star who was in the Wonder Years, and he was also like the little kid, the little boy, and the Princess Bride. That they're like he was the kid. The, yeah, you know what? That he, they're they're telling the story too. I had a revelation about the Princess Bride because I need to watch this movie oh, again. I did not okay. know that Indigo Montoya is yes played by Mandy Panak Panakin Patankin Patankin. Because who also was, like, the lead actor in Criminal Minds for quite a bit. No way. Yeah. And I didn't know that he's an accomplished Broadway actor. I did know that. And so... Wait, there's, there's an interview on Fox News. Not Fox News. It was, like, um, like one of fox's uh like local stations so not fox sure. news it was like good good morning america good or maybe it was like good day new york it was one of those but manny patinkin was on it and um they're like interviewing him and the one guy is like oh i'm so like on air the one anchor is like oh, i'm so sorry i have to go my wife is in labor she's having a baby and manny patinkin is like Oh my gosh! And he like got so excited, and like he had so much like light. Like, this was a uh, I would say like ten years ago maybe. And he's like, oh my gosh, you you have to go. Oh my gosh! And the guy's like, yeah, I'm so sorry. He's like, don't be sorry, please go. Your wife is having a baby, and so he's going. And like he literally couldn't talk about anything else because he was so excited about this man being oh. a dad. And they're like, and he's asking like the other the other host, and he's like, and she's like, yeah, this is his first child. He's like, oh, his first child, and blah blah. And then like Manny Patinkin, like. Gave him like a like a, a baby present and like is still talks to them and is uh, like still in the life of this baby who's like a child now. I love Mandy Patinkin. That it warms, warms my, my heart. heart. <laughs> Literally warms my fucking heart, dude. Oh, that's so cute. He's a good dude. Right? I'm glad. He seems like a really nice man. Well, there you go. We anyway. got off. We, 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 I don't know how we got here, but we did. We were talking about Fred Savage and yeah, 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 yeah. There we Princess yeah, yeah. Bride, not Princess Diaries. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was Fred Savage. He was in. Um, he did all those things, and then he decided to start directing when he got older. And this homeboy directed like a shit ton of Disney Channel original shows. Like not like the main director, but he directed a lot of episodes of like Even Stevens. Boy Meets World, oh. Hannah Montana, Good Luck Charlie. He was the co-producer of uh, Phil of the Future. He like wow. directed the pilot of Wizards of Waverly Place. So like he did a shit ton of TV and I think he still does a lot of TV and this is his first and only film 
directing credit. Ugh, damn. Poor guy. I mean, at least he found success through the Disney Channel like shows. At least. Yeah, I mean, good for him. And he's directed like a lot of like adult shows too. I can't think of the fucking what's adult, that like, show? adult shows as in porn. Yes, he's no. directed porn. What's that show about? Please, I want it to be There's, porn, so his two... resume is just daddy day camp and porn. Porn. It's, uh, oh, Two Broke Girls. He directed, like, Two Broke Girls and shit like that. Oh, that's not yeah. porn. I like that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, shit like that. But, yeah, so this is, like, his only credit. And the thing is, I couldn't find a lot about this movie. But I was, like... Fred Savage doesn't, like, from his credits, as a television director, he's re- he doesn't seem that bad. You've got the partial writer of Shrek 2. Like, you've got some good elements here. What happened? I and I can't fi- figure care. it out. You think? I, don't, I mean, if the Shrek 2 guy was a producer, then I think the script itself was already kind of done for. When he was left. a partial screenwriter. He was one of the screenwriters. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess this I, is a learning moment. I guess so. You know, you can't... Not every single one can be winners. Some of them can be daddy day camp. You have to have, have some 1% bad so you know truly... You have, to, you have to have some bad so you know truly how the good is, you know? Exactly. Exactly. This film has a 1% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it is one of the worst-reviewed sequels to a movie of all time. It's crazy to me that that's true, because I don't know if it deserves the 1%. Maybe 2. No. <laughs> and maybe when I, 2, I would give it like a 4. Sure. Sure, why not? I can do that. What an epic movie have. Now I have to know. I think it's going to be higher. But when I was looking at the Amazon customer reviews, they were pretty boring. I got to say, like, no one was <laughs> outraged about all the pee-pee-poo-poo humor. Well, uh, CJ, did you, did you read the ones that I sent you today? Yes. I didn't find that on Amazon, though. And I was confused no. on what they meant. If you'd like to share it to the public. Sure. I'm trying to get... Oh, Epic Movie has a 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's double. That's double that, what Daddy Day Camp has. I think that it should swap. I Because I feel like as, as terrible and as gross as Daddy Day Camp was, I feel like I'd rather watch that over Epic Movie. Then again, Epic Movie's a fun party watch. Yeah, no, I don't agree with you there. I would say... No. I I agree Epic Movie is worse, you know, just, like, critically thinking, but I wouldn't want to watch Daddy Day Camp on repeat more than Epic Movie. That that poop scene is just really bad. Poop scene is really bad. The vomit scenes. There's another scene. So there is a scene that was all over the promotional material of Daddy Daycare in which one of the little kids is like, I have to go to the bathroom. 
and I need help. And Eddie Murphy's like, oh, come on, you're a big boy. Like, you can you can go to the bathroom yourself. And he's like, "Okay." So then he comes out and he's like, how'd you do? And the kid goes, I missed. And he's like, what do you mean? And he goes, I missed. And then Eddie Murphy walks in and they don't show you what it looks like, but they just show his head pop into the bathroom and his horrified look while like strings on a violin play. And you're just led to believe that is it is the worst in this movie. The vomit kid goes into Cuba Gooding Jr.'s tent and throws up and then leaves. And then Cuba Gooding Jr. pops his head into the tent. The camera only shows his head and his reaction as he looks around horrified as violin strings in the background. The only thing different that this movie did was make it even more fucking disgusting by having a piece of vomit fall upon Cuba Gooding Jr.'s forehead. Yep. They did that. They really did. They really fucking did that. This movie was so gross. This movie was so gross. So I found, as I was trying to research this movie, I found my own reviews that I sent to CJ. I have only one to read. Wow. I know. So this comes from Emma Ott. These are like Google reviews. She gave it five stars. This is what she said. The Babby J is so nice. And Lance, too. He liked the movie The Knack the Butt. So awesome. Thanks for talking over the camp tomorrow morning. I'm going to call you later after work that day. Tomorrow, the Daddy Day Camp. Lance, too. Bobby J. Also, the Cano. When, if the camp ever looked like the father, the son. So stack to Lance. That sounds like a robot tried to leave a review. And, like, they're trying to be sentient, but they're not quite there yet. My favorite part about this review is that at the bottom, Google asks, was this review helpful to you? (laughs) Yep. Sure was. Yep, yep, yep. This one, I have to say, I read it and I could not stop thinking about it throughout the entirety of this movie. Please. My brain would not stop. Give me a dramatic reading of it, please. Reese Mitchell. She's screaming her last name. It's Reese Mitchell. A year ago said, this is my favorite movie ever, other than every single Adam Sandler movie. I just can't go a day without watching Cuba Gooding Jr. clap his thick cheeks and say words for an hour and a half. Pure enjoyment from start to finish. Four people found this helpful. That person needs to go see a therapist. This whole movie, my brain just kept saying, "How getting Junior clap his thick cheeks <laughs> after and like words after watching this movie? How can someone look past all the shit and vomit and nasty stuff that's happening and find sexual attraction? Like, he claps his thick cheeks and says words." Yeah, but those words that he says are, there's vomit in my tent. Oh, God. It oh, so there's vomit on my shoes. Who put the so skunk gross. in the bus? <laughs> and then, so every single character is the same. They even bring, so 
in daddy daycare they have like this wacky friend character i don't remember how they know him but they're friends with him i think because uh jeff garland like reads comics and he knows him from the comic book store and he's really really good with kids but he's like nerdy and weird and whatever and then he ends up having a love interest and like lacey chevere or whatever everything's fine so or maybe not Lacey Chabert. She gets, he gets a love interest and whatever. So then this movie, they replace him with a different nerdy, wacky, eccentric employee that's good with kids. And and it's stupid. And they were so lazy got, about it. Yeah, he got even less screen time than Phil. Yes. I don't even remember <clears throat> his name. I don't, yeah, I couldn't tell you either. So they have this guy being a bumbling idiot. And then they're like... Here are all the kids, which, by the way, this is the thing about the fact that this is a sequel to Daddy Day Care, because Daddy Day Care has been going on for four years and it established itself as the superior daycare for children. Yeah. So all these kids are like super fucking excited. These people are using their power of their daycare um, clout to be like, oh, come to our day camp. Which, by the way, who the fuck is watching the daycare while they're running the day camp? They never established that. That's true, yeah. Who is anybody even at the daycare during the day camp? I don't know. So all these kids are like so excited to go to day camp. And they fill up a bus full of kids. And this knockoff Napoleon Dynamite is like, come on, kids. We're fucking woodchucks chucking away at Camp Driftwood. I don't remember their fucking oh, saying. We, we don't need a room. Yeah. We don't need to know and we don't need to find out. So he's like, come on, kids. And then all the kids trample him to get onto the fucking bus. And then he's driving them there. I guess he knows how to drive a bus. And then the brakes to the bus break. And he just like crashes in to a, a building at the camp, like a cabin. And like sparks are flying and there's fire. And fucking Cuba Gooding Jr. and Phil are just staring at it and being like, huh. Ain't that just the fucking way, huh? Like While the th- children are still on the bus. There are children on the bus that just crashed into this building. And then, like, for the rest of the movie, he's driving around this fucking broken-ass bus. Yeah, but it's fine, you know? Oh it builds character in the children. They didn't really give a shit about any of the children's <laughs> well-being. And I didn't care for that. I didn't care for the fact that they didn't give a shit... That the kids are not being safe, that they are getting lost in the woods, that they all have poison ivy and they're all getting sprayed by skunks. And at the end, when uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son is like leaping across trees and his mother's there and she looks like only slightly concerned that this is happening. Oh, my gosh. I think it's time And then they tried to paint. Oh, sorry. No, continue. No, I just, this movie's so stupid. We didn't even touch on Cuba Gooding Jr.'s father, who is a, what was he again? A colonel? He's a ex, yeah, he's a colonel, ex-marine. Ex-marine colonel. And they frame it up like Cuba Gooding Jr. and his father have a bad relationship. And I guess, like, they implied that because he was a marine, he was very strict and he put a lot of pressure on his son and he was not good with children because he just treated his own child like a soldier but he's like i need someone who's good at teamwork so i'm gonna call in or his cuba gooding jr's wife is like call in your dad because he can like straighten out these kids which is a weird thing to say but whatever so they call him in and you expect him to be like 
awkward with yeah hard ass and awkward with kids but like he is immediately vibing with the children everybody fucking loves him it's just cuba gooding jr that's like dad you're being a little bit too much right now i'm like he's the only one that can take control of these kids and also have a good time with them and yes was he bringing them out to attack the rival camp yeah but they were safe the entire time Mm -hmm. they were never in danger yeah I'm and with, I don't understand what there. the point of this was. I didn't understand what the point of this movie was. Like, the... Weak writing. Weak writing. The point... The Daddy Daycare was so very straightforward in that the themes were men can also be parents, which is a, a, a lame fucking theme, but that's what it is. Um, it's like family spending time with your family prioritizing your family because he's a hard-working man who never spent time with his son before um prioritizing time with your family understanding kids as human beings and not just as kids very basic fucking functional and then this movie is like it's like themes of like half-baked themes about like growing up because cuba gooding jr is like afraid of his son ben doing dangerous things things all of a sudden and he's like hey don't play with the other kids don't do this don't do that like when did he become so weirdly overprotective over him so he's afraid of his kid growing up and then he's got like a relationship with his dad and his dad's thing with cuba gooding jr like grandpa cuba gooding jr is like you know i just i just didn't realize that you grew up and i'm like is the theme about growing up but then there's this entire subplot about this nerdy kid that has a crush on this like really pretty girl how have we not talked about this i don't understand i don't know cj because i don't understand what what purpose this served it's like they split apart the character the the weird third daddy of daddy daycare in the first movie the one that owned the comic book shop and got along with kids because he was weird it's like they split him into two characters and they split his story into two characters so he had he was the nerdy counselor but also the storyline about him being nerdy and falling in love with like the 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 really pretty girl and him being too awkward and weird for her but ended up getting her anyway like that was put into this random kid because you can't have we can we can't possibly have an original story. Even the storylines no, of the that, really we have to think no. if we do that. We How can, dare they? No, no think. In Daddy Daycare, the first the there's the 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 compete there's them, Daddy Daycare, and then they're competing against this really fancy boarding school daycare that Angelica Houston runs. That she's teaching kids like twelve different languages, and they're being refined adults of society and the message is like let kids be kids and then every all the kids that go to angelica houston's fancy school are like we want to go to daddy daycare because we just want to have fun with our friends which is understandable let kids be kids but like this movie is the same thing it's well you know but but boiled down there's not there's no themes according like that go along with it it's just rich camp versus poor camp like you're right. uh, stupid you're right anyway we're, we're beating a dead kid. horse it's uh, like it's just such lazy writing anyway what got, your thoughts please <laughs> i got i got one amazon review yeah like you said 
I I looked through them all. I read every single one, two, three, and five star review. I skipped four because fuck that. Yeah. They weren't they weren't entertaining. I got one. I got one for you, bud. Are you ready? I'm ready. This comes from Joanne Roberts from 2015, and she says, Good film. Would recommend. This is two stars, by the way. Okay. Good film. Would recommend. But I've only given two stars as a DVD wouldn't play in three out of four DVD players. Oh, holy shit. She was determined. That's it. That's it? That was the funniest review out of all of them on Amazon. That's fucking devastating. I guess you had to check the Google reviews because yeah. I had yeah, Cuba you, Gooda Jr. You stole all that good good there. Cheeks. I do have something new I'd like to try. Oh, okay. I kind of got inspired because of the laziness of this movie. Ooh. Let's learn just a little bit more about 2007 itself. Oh, okay. The year, the personality, the vibe of 2007. Right. What's the I, vibe? This movie premiered on August 8th, 2007. Okay. Let's specifically hone in on that day and oh. find out what happened. What happened? Well, to start, an EF2 tornado touched down in Kings County in Richmond County, New York State. It was the most powerful tornado in New York to date and the first Brooklyn since 1989. Holy shit. A man Wait, named uh, Carlos Slim overtook Bill Gates as the world's richest person. Ooh, that was back Carlos when the richest Slim? person only had $59 billion. Who's as, Carlos Slim? He's just a businessman, it says. I love that name. He doesn't look slim, unfortunately. Oh, that's even better, though. Mm-hmm. I love that. Good it was a Wednesday. Close. Okay. Wait, this movie came out on a Wednesday? I guess. Oh, God. I don't know. It was 13 years ago. Specifically, 13 years, one month, and two days ago. Oh it was gosh. not a leap year. 2007 was not a leap year. Oh. And February stands alone. More just broad information about 2007. It was a in the year of Generation Z. So oh. if you were born in 2007, you're, you're one of them Z kids. On the Chinese Zodiac, it was the pig. Ooh. And the star sign of this month was Leo. Oh. That's about it. That's what I happened on that. August 8th, 2007. I think I was also born in the year of the pig. You were also born in 2007? Yeah, I was. I'm a I'm a bull <laughs> on the Chinese Zodiac. Yeah? Yeah, I'm that's like 90% me. sure I'm a pig. Pig or no like idea. a rat or something. I don't know. Regardless. This is, we're, we're in the year of the rat right now. Are we? Yeah, this is rat year. I can't believe that we're fucking doing Remy from Ratatouille this fucking dirty with this year. How dare us? We'll How get dare to we? him. Hey, we'll be, we've been saving him. Oh, I'm so ready. We've been saving so him. So ready. I'm going to freak out. I'm going to lose my oh, mind. Oh, freak out. don't know what I'm talking about but we went to karaoke with with one of our friends uh with a few of our friends last summer and our one friend did that song but the only 
The only words he knew was freak out. <laughs> and so, but he had to stand up there in front of the whole crowd this is and like a sing four the entire minute song. song. <laughs> but when he said the words all freak out, he gave 100% energy. Oh, for four. It was like, kind of like, it was like the, the verses would go and he'd be like, ah, freak out. <laughs> the amount of passion he put forth is Behind enough to cure out. a man from like being able to walk like he you can make <laughs> you can, someone's in a coma but mike could just come in here say ah oh, freak oh, out freak and out. the man would wake up and he's like i'm here i'm here says chic freak out it gives I'm- life CJ, if I'm ever in a coma, please bring Mike into the emergency room and be like, cure her. And then Mike will just whisper in my ear, ah, freak out. If I'm ever in a coma, I want Mike to sing. I don't want him to sing that song. Oh, okay. I want him to sing the Shrek 2 song. Which one? The Shrek 2 song. Hold on. What is I it? need a hero. Yeah. I'm holding out for a hero till the end of the night. Oh, yeah, baby. Dude, I almost watched Shrek 2 last night, but then my roommate got sleepy and I felt bad watching it without her. Shrek 2 is a great film. I think I, I think love it. We're all daddied out right now. We've exhausted I'm talking about Daddy out. Day Camp. I'm just... The moral of the story of Daddy Day Camp is that it's literally just Daddy Daycare just in the woods. And it's 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 lazy. And it's so lazy that they recasted all of the characters and didn't say anything about it. Didn't even make a tongue-in-cheek reference. And what more can we say, then, at this point? I th- um, I can say one more thing. G- give, me, give me that thing. There's a sequel. It came out last year. What? No, 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 it stop. Was... Don't don't you say another word. Okay. I need a... I need a hero. Um, <laughs> uh, no, hold on, hold on. No, no. I'm just... My, my, I feel like my brain is short, short-circuiting. <laughs> You're telling me that the... The 2007 movie, Daddy Day Camp, which itself mm-hmm. was a sequel from Daddy Day Care four years prior, that it swapped out all the the actors in it, has that itself has a sequel that came out last year, which is 2019, <laughs> which which would have been oh. I'm I'm doing the math twenty <laughs> one no twenty <laughs> one. What's the difference? 12 years? It's 12 years. Why did I say 21? <laughs> but still. Uh, Alexa! You're lying. So, so, so you're here's lying. the deal. Here's the deal. It's, 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 it's technically a spinoff um, of, the, of the, the, the Daddy Day Blank s- series, franchise. So. It came out last year. It's an hour and 36 minutes. What is it is called? Longer. What is it called? It is called Grand Daddy Daycare. Grand? Grand Daddy Daycare. Now, it is rated PG-13. It is starring Reno Wilson, 
who's just like he's he's a known Eddie Murphy impersonator. And Danny Trejo. And Barry Bostwick. Are you looking it up right now? (laughs) It's on Netflix? Oh, shit. We should watch it. I mean, like, I just... Out of all the things that could be done, why this? Why does it have to be a spinoff off a sequel of a... I just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why so yeah it was why? a direct to video it was direct to video we don't need direct to video we're living <laughs> in an era where direct to video should not be a thing who's yeah. buying video <laughs> it's it's granddaddy daycare but it's a daycare for senior citizens oh and my it's god PG-13 i just put together edgy. that i I just put together that it's granddaddy. You've been, the, yes. I just, I, I even typed it in. I'm looking at the cast. I'm, and I thought to myself, man, I only see like one kid here. Granddaddy yeah, daycare. Cause it's a granddaddy. Is it the same writers, producers? Is it Fred Savage? No, I think, no. Um, the director is Ron Oliver. What has he done? John Oliver. Um, he directed a few episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps. Um, he directed Harriet the Spy. He directed De- uh, A Dennis the Menace Christmas. <laughs> uh, and then it's, it's, it, uh, it's written by David H. Steinberg, who wrote American Pie 2, Slackers, National Lampoon's Barely Legal, American Pie Presents the Book of Love, and Girls Ru- Rules. And he also is the executive producer and showrunner of No Good Nick. Why? 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 <laughs> why? Also... why? Why? I'm, I'm like... Good for you for being able to hold this information within your body and not even <laughs> allude to it to me this whole time. Uh, like you are, Alexa, you are impressive. That I mean, some... you had this secret inside of you and you waited. You dangled it until I was like, man, we're out of daddy day camp. And then you're like, oh, buddy. Wait, oh, are you, you just, sure? You, just are you, you wait, sure? motherfucker. You just you wait. You knew exactly what you were doing. Yeah, it was. It's. I keep these things in my back pocket for you, CJ. For you. I just. I'm not. <laughs> my my head has not been able to. The plot, the plot of this movie is just one sentence. A family man turns his house <laughs> into a daycare center for senior citizens. Oh, it's really? literally just. Daddy daycare, but with senior citizens, and it's PG thirteen because I think they make like sex references. It, but it, it's it's not the same character names, right? These are different, no. Different I think people, so. Different yeah, story. I think they're all different. Yeah. I just don't God, could it be? Wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if it was the, still the same fucking characters, except now Danny Trejo is one of them? I just don't understand, like. Fucking machete is one of them. <laughs> why? Why you gotta do it though? 
the guy who produced it is uh he specializes in direct to video films. I feel Could bad. you imagine if that bad. was you like I I mean listen, listen, listen. You got to find your success and you got to find your niche. And you know what? You found your su- he found his success and he found his niche and I have to respect the grind. That being said, I to specialize in direct to video <laughs> movies. What's the mostly speak sequels? Actually, you know, he did um he did direct or he did produce Casper Meets Wendy, which I do really love. That's Scott Hillary Duff and also American Pie Presents Bandcamp, which I've never seen, but people quote it, so I assume that it's not bad. <laughs> so I, I just wanna know now. What skills does does he have to or like what's the difference in making a a direct to DVD movie as opposed to he, a regular movie? He his I guess his company or whatever, his entertainment company it produced what is regardless regarded to be the first direct-to-video sequel casper a spirited beginning that can't be true that can't be true because because this casper of spirited beginning came out in 1997 and we had all those fucking direct-to-video disney sequels yeah like the Lion King two and, and the, the Lion King two Simba's Pride two, and yes. Cinderella two. And that was bad. Cinderella three at Twist in Time was better. I've never seen any of them. So. Cinderella three is actually pretty good. Mm. The like, one with Selena it, Gomez. Is she in that one? No, I was thinking oh. I was making a reference to. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, it's like in the caliber of like the Lion King two and Lion King one and a half. In which, like, the sequels are actually, like, pretty good. But Daddy, the Daddy sequels, plural, are not. I can't. can't, I'm so (laughs) surprised by this. Like, you caught me so off guard with this information. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. I guess I, I I guess the only other info that I I could drop I mean I guess it's not really a drop but the there's a character in the beginning named Uncle Morty and Uncle Morty used to run the camp when uh, Phil and Charlie used to go when they were kids and they're like originally their plan was they were just gonna like finance the camp and Uncle Morty was just gonna run it but our Uncle Morty's like I'm taking a day off and he is I forget what the actor's name is. Uh, but he plays the Flying Dutchman in SpongeBob, and he plays a character in Flapjack that CJ knows the name of. Captain Knuckles, yeah. Captain Knuckles, amongst other things. But I found out today that he's Bill Murray's big brother. <laughs> like, huh. imagine having that different of a voice from Bill Murray. <laughs> Are you telling me? Are you, Alexa, telling me, CJ, Yeah. that that the voice from SpongeBob, the Flying Dutchman, 
the Flying Dutchman, Dutchman is brothers with Garfield. <laughs> you're telling me, CJ, you know? and your Alexa, <laughs> that they, the, the, the Flying Dutchman, and mm-hmm. everyone's favorite lovable lasagna-loving, Monday-hating orange cat Garfield <laughs> are, are, are related through blood. Yeah, yeah, brothers. Everyone's favorite is a Monday hating cat. I love that. (laughs) (coughs) Do I have any other fun things? I'm picturing in my head now. It's a beautiful place in my head. Where the Flying Dutchman and Garfield have their own uh, really cliche sitcom. I would love that. Both both of their uh, respective TV shows or movies or media properties kind of finished and went south. And now they're kind of <laughs> out of the, the celebrity limelight. And times are tough, especially with this 2008 recession. So they had to move in yeah. together. And, you know, it's been It's been a couple years since they really... Uh, spend time with one another. They drifted apart, yeah. but now that they are roommates again, they get to reconnect. They're bringing it back together. Garfield to fucks way too much, way too loud, and the <laughs> Flying Dutchman has to keep like setting the boundaries. <coughs> but the Flying Dutchman oh God, gets way me. too high, and Garfield has a sensitive nose, and so the two just butt heads constantly. Me? Are you telling me? Are you telling me that in this world that you've created, Garfield? Fucks? No, Alexa. Often? I'm telling you, in any world Garfield existed, he fucks often and loud. He fucks often and loud. CJ, <laughs> I don't. I, I, hmm, I don't know. I don't write the rules. I just say them. All right, Alexa. I don't. I just. I just. I don't know. He fucks. Garfield fucks. He doesn't like do it. He doesn't like. He doesn't do it involuntarily. Garfield does it on purpose. It's to show what, dominance. Oh, to like get Oh, to like get on get on the flying Dutchman's nerves. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is fucked up. I mean <laughs> it's life. <laughs> Living Ain't in Cincinnati during the two thousand eight oh, recession. Oh god. And Cincinnati of all places. Yeah. I don't even know. Hey, CJ, you can cut this out of the podcast, but where is Cincinnati? Florida. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's oh, not, it, it's CJ. Ohio. Where is Cincinnati? Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh! Oh! Oh, okay. I'm good. I'm good. So, this movie uh, costs six... Six. God. Anyway, <laughs> this movie's fried my brain is what happened. This movie cost $6 million to make. CJ, it made $18.2 million. It, it made, made like three times of its budget. Holy and shit. it was technically a success. That's CJ, a very I don't low budget remember. for a movie. I don't even remember. Yes, definitely. I don't even remember this movie coming out. I when either. I read it, I thought it was a direct-to-video sequel because I was like, I've never heard of this. When I found out it was a wide release, I was shocked. It was kind of like the same reaction that I had with Codename the Cleaner when I was like, oh, it's probably just yeah. some like 
out of state, like out of the, the U.S., like or maybe like limited release movie. No, this was like a wide fucking release. I had zero memory of this. And I have. liked Daddy Daycare, so I don't know why my brain just decided that Daddy Day Camp just never existed in my heart. A $6 million budget. They must have paid the kids in like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. They skirted so many child labor laws, which yeah. is hilarious because that one little girl character was like, as a child, I don't think that we can properly sign uh personal waivers like shut up becca yeah fuck you becca there was also you know why they saved a lot of money because they were outside they did their set pieces were all outdoors and i think utah or something they didn't have big set pieces um i think they probably blew most of their money on the competition section because they're they barely showed any parts of the daddy daycare house they didn't Very show true. really any part of their neighborhood also also so in daddy daycare there's a scene where literally eddie murphy and jeff garland as charlie and phil are sitting at the table and there are bills in front of them and they're like oh you know i just i don't think that we can do this like it's just so much money and we're really struggling and then literally in this movie they have the exact same scene where it's charlie and phil sitting at a table being like i just don't know how we're gonna swing this this is so much money and instead of in the first movie where it's like a health inspector or whatever some sort of like daycare regulator coming in to check in on them it's like a it's a it's a lawyer or like a financer or oh some shit and they, coming they, in to be like is, is everything dude, okay alexa the dude every time he comes in he just says i'm from the bank and everyone's like oh he's he's from the bank <laughs> oh he's from the why bank. is the man from also the his bank name? here yeah, oh the man from, and he also had like a weird or maybe it was just my fucking my subtitles but he had like a weird last name where like it was spelled weird oh i don't even i can't even find his name but he like had like a stupid last name everything in this movie was stupid and i didn't care for it the first half of the movie the audio was completely out of sync and i don't know if it was just how my tv was but like or how amazon prime was streaming it but it was just slightly off and it was driving me fucking nuts i was like who did this who in the editing bay did this they didn't care enough cj yeah oh okay i sorry i was thinking i was compiling a list in my head of all the lovers of garfield (laughs) no no what are what's on your list so far ken who Ken from uh, Barbie. Oh, God. Courage, the Cowardly Dog, definitely. Okay. The entire cast of G-Force. No, yeah, no, not like, the... At the same not time. Not the guinea pigs. Yeah, Garfield. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Isn't one of them like a porcupine? I don't know. Oh, God. But, the, like, those... Those individuals definitely are a part of Garfield's group. Oh, no. What about Odie? I think Odie for sure. I think Odie thinks he's a part of the group, but he doesn't realize that Garfield just really 
gets him to the edge and stops. Ew, 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 ew. Come on. Again, Alexa, this is, this is, this is textbook Garfield. This is, it's not even midnight, CJ. It's 11.23 (laughs) p.m. on a Thursday. And you're like, hey, you want to hear my sexy Garfield head cannons? This is what happens. Listen here, you son of a bitch. (laughs) This is not my head cannon. This is me preaching the Lord's gospel, all right? I saw the burning bush, and the burning bush had Garfield getting it on with Ken. Not Ken. I'm not going to lie, CJ. When you first said Ken's name, the microphone cut out, and it (laughs) thought you were saying pen. Like... Alexa, I, I I'm sorry. I have to say and this. Teller's Teller's just there to watch. <laughs> so, so Pen and Garfield. Tell me. Pen and Garfield are getting it on. Teller's in the corner watching silently, and all of a sudden, Garfield has a hairball and he's coughing it up and as soon as it comes out of his mouth teller says is this your card and within the hairball is like the four diamonds or whatever Magician sex must be, like, the single-handedly, like, worst and best sex of your life. Exp- like, you- not, not you as the magician. You have to be the one getting fucked by the magician. Because you're, like, every single time, you have no clue what's going to happen. Like, Chris Angel accidentally will cut a woman in half. And then just continue. Continue going at it. You're having sex and he just reaches behind your ear and takes a quarter out. Are 
Oh, babe, no. I, I'm really horny tonight, but I don't have a condom. <laughs> Reaches behind ear. <laughs> I have a condom. <laughs> like, if, if, okay, um, I'm going to get graphic. Mommy, don't listen. Um, so, like, so, like, the magician. <laughs> so, you, the magician, the magician's giving, giving you a blowjob. And they, and they come in, in, in the magician's mouth. And the magi- <laughs> magician sits up and he's like, oh. I got something in my mouth. And he just keeps pulling out scars. <laughs> Let me grab a napkin. And he keeps, keeps unfolding it from his mouth. <laughs> and then he uses it to tie their hands to the, the bedpost. <laughs> he does the thing where it's like, oh, I, I, I handcuffed you to the bed and I swallowed the key. But what's that? behind the ear everything is found behind the ear (laughs) is is that a rabbit under your hat or are you just happy to see me no but here's the thing alexa i don't know if you know this but magicians have to be fully clothed when they have sex why because they have to have sleeves in order to perform their tricks no, no, no. A magi- you will never find a magician butt naked because then just, he can't do so anything. They, he has no power. So, so they're total. They're totally naked except they have a tiny little half jacket. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, babe. The jacket stays on during sex. I wouldn't have it any other way. Did you bring the lasagna? <laughs> oh, Garfield. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> For my next trip, I'm going to make my my little guy disappear. <laughs> You want to see a magic trick? I can make my friend grow. <laughs> Abracadabra. <laughs> I okay, guys. For this for this next trick, I'm gonna need a volunteer. <laughs> you look around the room. It's just Garfield and Teller, and Teller shakes his head and points to Garfield. <laughs> You, the lovable orange cat that hates Mondays. Oh my god. You forgot about the lasagna, Alexa. God damn it. I'm sorry, lasagna cat. It's part of his personality. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. Oh my god. The season finale to uh, Flying Dutchman and Garfield TV show, which... Okay. Title title we're still working on. But the season finale is um they Flying Dutchman and Garfield are sitting down together, uh, reconnecting after a big fight. And Garfield after a moment of silence, they're sharing like tea or coffee or something. Um 
probably at like a Tim Hortons. And Garfield <laughs> looks up into the flying Dutchman's eyes and says, I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh. And that's the season finale. In season two is all about Garfield trying to figure out who the dad is. It's like Mamma Mia. <laughs> it's just like Mamma Mia. In season okay, two so, is all musical. <laughs> so, so, so it's 20 years later. Garfield <laughs> has moved. Garfield's child is getting married and wants, and wants her father to give her away. But who's the father? Here's who she invites. Ben from Ben and Teller fame. <laughs> the Flying Dutchman. Odie. Ken. <laughs> and they're all there. And Garfield's, Garfield's child is standing there wearing a top hat going, hmm, who could it be? <laughs> Garfield's child is sitting there pulling scarves out of their mouth being like, who could it be? <laughs> Oh, and then the plot twist is that it's Teller. <laughs> that is a plot twist. And it's the first and only time you hear him speak. And he just says, Luke, I am your father. Yeah, it's also Star Wars. Garfield is Darth Vader. It's also Star No, well, Teller is Darth Vader. Teller's Darth Vader, yeah. sorry. Garfield, Garfield, Darth Vader's. So Garfield, Padme. Yeah. So Garfield also. So it's twenty years later. Garfield's yeah. dead. <laughs> he yeah. died of a broken heart while pregnant with his magician child. <laughs> <sighs> I don't remember anything about this movie. <laughs> You know, CJ, this is what's going to happen. Because this is this is the same situation as when you and I and a bunch of our friends decided to read a Shrek and Gru fan fiction. My entire life is over now. Because I'm going to see Garfield and Penn and Teller and a fucking Flying Dutchman. And I'm going to be like, well, what else am I going to think about? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sacrifice part of my sanity to... Uh, royally mess up your head. And I'm going to go find oh, no. an artist and I'm going to commission them to give me rule 34 of Garfield and Penn. <laughs> and I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> In a nice frame and everything. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what I would do. I don't even know what I would do. We have strayed so far from God. We have... <laughs> Not really, because God was the one who told you that yeah, that right. Garfield is just fucking left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Daddy Day Camp. I don't want to talk about that shit anymore. We haven't this for podcast, like the past 20 minutes. <laughs> this podcast is exclusively a Garfield <laughs> fucking podcast now. Listen, if you want that to happen, we can make it happen. I'll just CJ. I want a bonus episode. I thought you were gonna say I want a bone. Garfield. I want no. I can't say these things <laughs> because you're too afraid to admit it, or 
to admit that I want to bone Garfield. <laughs> it's 2020. I mean, you do you, all right? I'm so I can't. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a taken woman. He has a um, like. He he has a line, and so you'd have to wait a little bit to get an. Appointment. I know. I mean, I guess like you, I would have to do it just to say that I did it. You know. Yeah, I feel you. Anyway, I want to have a bonus episode. That's like. <laughs> that's like one. We have one bonus episode, and it's a dramatic reading of the Shrek and Gru fan fiction. I would. That love could nothing just be more. for my. If, for my own entertainment then we have a second bonus episode and it's you and it's me and it's a dramatic reading of a Penn and teller garfield fan fiction that that we have written <laughs> i've never written a fan fiction but i would i'd do it for you and for anyone oh, that's sick you. and twisted enough to listen through all this shit <laughs> they're probably we have no listeners our listeners are gone it's just you and me screaming into the void about garfield says you me and the big orange g god <laughs> no Jesus. garfield that <laughs> that big ass lasagna in the sky <laughs> <laughs> if there's a hell, I'm did, going there. How do we... <laughs> you ever see? This is so unrelated. But you ever see those TikToks that's like me in hell cocking a shotgun? Where the fuck is Ronald Reagan? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to dissect those. <laughs> No, we don't have time to unpack all of that. <laughs> How do we even thank coughing. Gina after this? How do we even thank Gina after this? <laughs> Gina, Gina should revoke the rights of her music. We thank from her us. so much. <laughs> for we thank her almost as much as we think we thank our Lord and Savior Garfield. <laughs> Gina. Thank you for letting us use your song, 20-something, off your album, Yellow. If you want, you can be in our Garf fanfic, but that's only if you want. The Garf. Oh, do or you like, mean your Or like Garfic? when we animate it, when we make it into like a little animation, we can have one of her songs. Oh, like big dreams now. We can have it be a part of the animation, maybe. Yeah, it's all I'm, up sure, to you. I'm sure Gino will be thrilled to be a part of something like this. Yeah, we'll see. Your people will talk to my people. Um, your yeah, people thank you, will Gina. talk to my people. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. I'm so sorry, Gina. <laughs> and if uh, oh if yeah, also I'm very anybody, I'm very sorry that we somehow <laughs> very <laughs> we've somehow <laughs> roped you into this. Yeah. You're now guilty by association. And we're so sorry. <laughs> God. Um. <laughs> If you guys want, want you can follow us on our socials at every two thousand seven comedy. I promise it won't be any. Well, it's, see now the temptation is there to sh- to show Garfield sex. I won't. I won't. But the temptation's there. <laughs> oh yeah. Throw no, this whole episode in the trash. <laughs> yeah, this one is something. 
It's bad. Hey, caramba. It's, it's bad. Okay, so if you were supposed, if so, if you were going to compare Daddy J Camp and this episode, what, <laughs> which is better? Oh, this episode. Yeah. <laughs> this episode, hands down. Did you hear how much I fucking laughed when you said you thought you heard Penn? I said, Penn and Teller. I was wheezing. <laughs> you subverted my expectations, and that's something the movie has not been able to do. All right? Absolutely That's a twist not. and turn. That's a <laughs> twist ending right there. <laughs> We're well, gonna get a cease and desist from like Warner Brothers or what, whatever Nickelodeon. God, they're gonna everyone that's involved in anything that we spoke about. We're getting cease and desist. It, it's one or two <laughs> and options. Probably restraining orders. If this ever gets into someone someone's hand from those companies, one or two options is gonna happen. We're either gonna get a cease and desist, or we're gonna get new jobs as writers and producers. <laughs> For a TV show. About Garfield and the Flying Dutchman living their best lives in Cincinnati. And one is a stoner and the other one's a fucking sex maniac. He goes to uh, Sex Addicts Anonymous, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. That's doesn't okay. Work. You know what? And it's, 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 it's drama. It's dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. This is so stupid. <laughs> Should we say the thing? Yeah, let's go ahead and say it. Okay. We'll see you all in our Garfield sex streams. No, damn it. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Fuck. <laughs> One more time. Yeah, yeah. You, you got it. Ready? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, ready? 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 We'll, we'll, yes. we'll, we'll see, see you all, all in, in 2007. 2007. Fuck! Damn it! Oh, oh, she did damn, it! Damn, shit! Fuck! We'll see you all in 2007. Oh, 07.